0: Okay, so what should one do about those that try to convert us? This seems to happen to me when I'm waiting for the bus for anything. Some of them won't leave me alone till my bus is there. What to do with the crazy crazy zealots no no um you know i i've you know I've of course come up with it come up against this myself. The best way, if you can, the best way that I've found is to ask them lots of questions. Uh, because it helps you to be open-minded and it helps to change your um, the, the, the angst that we have, the aversion that we have. This what we call patiga. Patiga is this, this kind of annoyance that comes up. It becomes annoying or it, it chafes on us uh, to have to put up with people. But clearly, these sort of people have some problem inside. They have some very, very, very strong clinging. It's clinging to views and it's clinging to um, their idea of pleasure and happiness and, and, and what's right. They're clinging, you know, clinging out of fear as well, clinging out of ignorance as well. And the best, the best way that you, you so you you consider them as someone with a big knot inside. They, they're they're all twisted up inside, and you have to look at this, and you have to help them to untie it. And it takes skill. It takes uh, clarity of mind. So what I find is the best is to explore it with them. They're telling you that uh, X is right, or X is the right path, or if you don't. X then you're going to Y or you're going to hell you're going to suffer so you can ask them about it that's what I it's what I found is the the best thing to do because it helps to ease their pressure and, and you can sort of help help carry their burden around for them say okay well let's let's look at this burden and hopefully when you look at it you'll see that it's it's less useful than you thought I mean it it helps to ease up the situation If I keep denying God, mm. yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I guess you get that. I don't think I've ever gotten it quite like that. Uh, you know, no one. I've never had anyone tell me that I'm going to hell. Um, but you know, I, that's what they're thinking, right? But you know, if you talk to them about it and ask them, you no, know, I was. I was asking. It was funny. I have a funny story that I'll tell you, and this is hopefully a little bit of support for the idea of asking questions, because I went to this uh, evangelical church that was, I've told this story before, but uh, some of you may have heard it, but let's start at the beginning. I was teaching meditation in Los Angeles at a Thai monastery. There were some English teachers uh, that were teaching the monks English in the the monastery, and I said, well, bring them down, some Westerners, let's teach them meditation. They're like, "Mm, I don't think they'll be interested. Well, why not? Bring them down. Well, they're they're actually evangelical Christians. <laughs> like oh, well, bring them down. Christians can meditate. Why not? Turns out they're pro- by the looks of it, their only reason for going there was to convert everyone, um, because they were totally uh, patiga is the word. <laughs> they they were averse to me. Um, and you know, cold. A couple of them were were nice, but their leader. There was the leader of them, and and she. I said, "Well, why don't you take my card?" And they're like, "No," th-, and she's like, "No, thanks. We don't want your card." I'm like, "Whoa," you know. It was it was that severe. And so I talked to them a little bit and tried to you know open them up and just explain a little bit about meditation. And I think in the end, a couple of them took my card. Next night. The woman, the leader comes back with her husband who works at the evangelical parish or whatever you call it. And he had a Bible with him, and their kids came as well. Mm-hmm. And their kids were a real trip because they had trained their kids to say all these crazy things. And uh, so I was asking him, and then I was asking his kids, and he said, Go ahead, you can tell him. And the kid would say, If you don't believe in God, you're going to hell, or something like that, or whatever they were saying. All of these, these crazy things that they say. And uh, you know, we really nailed them. I was with an a Jewish friend who a Jewish Hindu friend, uh, who's she's really a trip and she had some good arguments as well and we were just arguing with them. But the argument didn't you know, it, it didn't help them at all. It created more aversion in their mind and it bridged or it 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 widened the gap between us really. It it didn't end the night on we felt good because we had won the argument. But, you know, what is that except conceit and attachment? So the next morning I was thinking about this, and I said, well, if they're going to come and visit me, then I have a right to go visit them. And so I did. I walked the next day after my alms round. On the way back from alms, or after I ate, or I can't remember, I I because I ate on alms round, and then when I came back, I said, okay, I'm going to go down to the parish and walk down there. And went in, and there was a guy up on the dais or whatever, te- talking, and they, it was, the hall was full of people. I stood in the back, and this uh this this, this couple of people were standing at the back, and I was I think I talked with him or I can't remember how it came up, but it turns out it was a uh, it was a teaching of pastors. This guy was a teacher of pastors. I don't know what they call him, he was teaching the teachers, or, or he was a pastor to the pastors, or something like that. Came down from San Francisco. And he, uh, so he went on and on, and I was just kind of listening, and then this guy beside me hands me a Bible. And he said, you can keep that, and it was a nice little Bible with gold trim, it was not a cheap item. It was his Bible that he was giving me. So they're nice people, right? they have an agenda but uh you know they they can be they have a big heart you know, in in many ways so i was reading through it and then i started reading through other parts and then it kind of wound down and i went outside and sat on a bench and started reading and i was reading some passages and looking up because i had heard i had heard that god is love so i was looking it up and I can't remember the whole the whole thing but then the the guy comes out the guy bursts out the doors and and you know b- bears down on me with both barrels loaded and he said what an opportunity he said I saw you in the back and and so on and so on and he had a bible that was this you can see was this big it was it was huge he had a you know the the bible's bible and he drops it on the bench beside me and and puts his foot up on the bench or something like that and it, it was just like what an opportunity to convert me or something and so this is where i i you no know, this is this was the example of of how to deal with these people as i started asking him questions cuz here i had a bible and i was like great here i have the teacher of the pastors right in front of me and i can ask him questions so I asked him some fairly, no, not, not terribly pointed, because you don't want to sound uh, threatening to them. You don't want to seem to be just asking questions for the sake of asking questions. You know, I was really interested, and he told me some really weird things, like how we die twice. There was something about how God is love, and I said, like, if God is love, then why does he send you to hell or something like that? And then he went on about how God is also truth or something, or I don't know, and how God, God loves us and therefore he has to send us to hell, something like that. I mean, what, what's going on here is you're starting to point out to them or let them, let them show themselves the inconsistencies because in trying to explain such a thing, you have to run so many somersaults that it gets tiring and you, you go through the inconsistencies. You're, you're forced through them. You're forced to feel the inconsistency of your argument, and that's a powerful thing. so I did this with him a few times in in a few ways. I asked him about children uh, i said what about what about children do they go do they go to hell no no i didn't ask him I, asked, I said, well what about a person in a country where they've never heard of Jesus uh, What if they die without having taken Jesus into their heart and or something about a child, it came up, and, I, and he said, well, yeah, they go to the, according to the Bible, they go to hell as well. And I said, well, that's not, that doesn't sound really fair, does it? And, and he said something like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I, just, I can't remember exactly how it went, but it was so absurd. It was like, this is the guy who's supposed to be teaching this stuff, and he doesn't even think it's fair. And then we were talking about faith. In the end, it finally came down to, to this, where I really got him, uh so i was asking him about faith and he was saying you know the point in in christianity or in, in in his christianity is that it's faith the the faith is what determines uh whether you're christian or not and it's because it's because of faith that works come or so on and and so he has this argument of faith over works and so he said that when you really really become christian is when you have this unwavering faith, or a person who has truly accepted Christ. He said, it's something like those people in Africa or in countries where they've never heard of Jesus Christ, they've already hardened their hearts to Jesus. And he said, for a person who's truly accepted Jesus into their hearts, they have have unwavering faith. And so I asked him, I said, so what about your faith? Does your faith ever waver? And you could tell, I could see it in him. He just went like this. He started, his mind started wavering in just a split second. And then he said, well, for myself, no, I'd have to say it doesn't waver. But he was like wavering all over the place. And so I just left him at that and, and you know, thinking to myself, wow, this is the teacher's teacher. You know, they don't really have that much. And, and if you just go through it with them, it's, it's kind of fun, actually. I went through with some Mormon kids through this. Uh, Later on, I realized this was, you know, there was something to this, and so I talked with the Mormons, and actually it was really interesting. Mormons are like they don't really they don't really have many beliefs at all. They were like talking about how God went through all that we have to go through, and that's how He became God. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. And a lot of what they were saying was like actually compatible with uh, with a never-ending universe or with samsara. So I think, well, that's my answer to that question. Hopefully that's helpful in some way.